welcome this morning to BCC. That is short for Believers Community Church because I can't say big words more than once. So they made it easy. They made it BCC. So if you're visiting today, we're glad you've chose to be a part of this worship experience with us. Um, we want to see you call this home. You know, it's so important that we find that home base, that church, that loving family that we can relate to, we can plug into, and we become a part of a family. More than Sunday mornings, we do life together. Um, if you're out and about, um, you'll see the ugly side of me sometimes, which isn't my left or my right, it's usually right down the middle. Um, usually if you're in the left lane and I'm trying to go around you and you didn't move to the right lane, you might see the ugly side of me. Um, anybody know what that means? You have the same problem, don't you? Friday nights, we're going to start a small group, brother, me and you. Okay? We're going to call it road rage. Um, but this morning, you know, it's been a phenomenal year at BCC. God has done some amazing things this year in this house. Amen? Some amazing things. When I look back and I began to reference the notes as to messages he's preached, oh, my God. He has brought some word to us. To get us through these times. Because you know in life, right? Um, in this room, we, we have people that are, have, have gotten bad news. Um, we have people that have went through divorce. Some of us don't get to see our kids yet. Some of us have kids that are estranged. And they've wandered off so far we haven't seen them in years. But you know what gets us through those hard times? It's the Word of God. Uh, Matthew 4. Um, Jesus said, uh, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is the substance that gets us through this thing we call life. Because sometimes life sucks. Sometimes life's hard, man. Sometimes it's those times when we want to dedicate our teenagers, but we really want to kill them. Because I can't afford to lose any more hair. I can't. Are you listening, kids? Are you in the room? You are. Yes. My poor children, pray for them and me. Jesus was tempted. So what makes you think you're not going to be tempted? The one true living God was tempted, but yet we think we're above temptation. That's our biggest weakness sometimes. As we think we're above what he went through. You're going to be tempted. You know we're all tempted in our own ways, right? Some of us are tempted with sexual things. Some are tempted with drugs. Some are tempted with alcohol. Some of us just have unforgetfulness. Unforgiveness. Yeah, I would never get that word right. We're bitter. We all have things on the inside of us that need to come out and, and go to the cross. We all have things in us. So this year at BCC, there have been 113 proclamations of faith. Amen. That's a yay God. We've had, a, if that thing's loud, just deal with it. We've had 113 people that have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior this year at BCC. Wow. That's amazing. You realize that you're a part of an amazing church, right? An absolutely amazing church. There's nothing for us on a Friday night to have one baptismal scheduled and end up baptizing 17, 18, 20 people. You know why? Because it's a place of freedom. It's a place where Jesus Christ shows up and we show up in our brokenness and he loves us right in the middle of all of that. So for the last year, there's been some series preached here that have helped each of us, I hope and pray, to get through life. Some of us are at the beginning of our walk with Christ. So we have a whole different kind of um, things to deal with. Some of us have been there a year or two or three or 20 or 40. But did you know the reality is we all face the same struggles in life? 
whether you've been with Jesus an hour or 40 years, it's the same struggles. Same struggles that Jesus went through right here in Matthew chapter 4. I'm not going to read the whole chapter to you. Read it yourself. You know why? Because if you're just dependent on me and Pastor Joe and Pastor David to read you the Word of God on Sunday morning, you're going to have a hard time. You're going to have a really hard time. You've got to learn to feed yourself. Sooner or later, that baby, right, is going to pick up its own spoon. Sooner or later, that baby has to pick up its own substance. Sooner or later, we have to. And that's what they teach us here and what I teach and what we teach. Let me use the word we. Sometimes I have a hard time grasping that I'm part of the teaching team because uh, I'm me. You know what I mean? So sometimes I don't grasp that, but a pastor saw something and sees something in me that um, God put there. So sometimes I'm like, hmm, who am I? I'm a nobody trying to tell everybody about a somebody who saved my soul. That's who I am, and that's who I'm going to be. See, and I have one of those um, personalities that you get excited. You want to clap, don't you? Woo! Jesus! King of kings, Lord of lords, we're more than conquerors through him who loves us, right? Yes. Do you know that leaves right there, stays in your chair when you walk through that door? That is not what gets us through life. What gets us through life is the word of God that's preached before and after that. There's nothing wrong with getting excited. But that's not what sustains us. That goes like this. Boom! And crashes. The word of God goes like this. And then when we go like this, that word of God's right there every time waiting on us. Waiting on us to draw it out. Waiting on us to use the things that he's given us to equip us to get us through life. We're a very well-equipped group of people, let me tell you. We are a very well-equipped group of people. Doesn't matter what comes at you. I'll guarantee you've heard something to get you through that moment, to get you through that day, to get you through that week, to get you through that season right now where everything's dry. You're in the valley surrounded by dry bones. Let me tell you a secret. They come to life. And you're in a place where you're taught about life. You're taught that the things right now are temporary because we're taught to look at things eternal in this church, in this body, as a part of this Family, we're taught to look further than what we see. We're taught to look deep in what we know. We're taught the truth from Genesis to Revelation. If it was on me every week, you guys would be in trouble. Because that's not, I'm, I'm just not the guy that digs deep. I'm the guy that will bring it back to you what they've given you. I'll grab a nugget out of that and bring it back to you and feed it to you again and say, Did you get that? Did you hear that? Do you understand that? Are you chewing on that? Did you put that deep down inside? Your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Have you buried these things? Because today I'm going to shove some things down your throat so you hold on to it. Okay? Bloop. You ready? Good. I am sometimes. Hey, that's the way I have to get things sometimes. Sometimes it's very gentle and that works great. And sometimes you just got to get that guy that gets red-faced. That's why I get about five times a year. Otherwise, I'd probably stroke out. You ready? I'm going to do a little brief recap on some things that, that have been said in this church this year for us. Okay? I'm going to give you some nuggets of some things. Man, when you look at the year, the way the Holy Spirit's orchestrated all of the series and all of the sermons and put them in order just for our sanctification, for this process that we call Christianity, because every one of us eventually have to step to that cross. 
we got to kneel down before the God who loves us. And we got to cry out to him and say, save me, God. I can't do this. You know, our intellect will only get us so far. I don't care how smart you are. Your intellect will get you straight to the pits of hell. But grace will take you to heaven. A loving heart, an accepting heart will take you places your brain ain't going to get you. My brain don't get me real far anyway. It's all grace. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. But some of us in here are so smart that we're overthinking everything. Overthinking will get you in so much trouble. I'm not saying sit there in ignorance and don't think. I'm saying quit trying to do it on your own. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. Quit trying to make things happen in your own strength. My hands get tired if I try to hold on to everything all the time. Sometimes I just got to be held. I just got to be held sometimes. Quit trying to hold on so tight and just relax and let Jesus hold on to you. He'll never drop you. I promise. He will never let go. His, his word promises us in Hebrews. He'll never leave us or forsake us. When he grabs a hold of us and he embraces us with love, whoo, man, what a peaceful feeling it is. Get all calm, get all relaxed. Get that peace that surpasses all understanding. Guards my heart, guards my mind, calms me down. Because see, when I get up in it, I get all bound up, wound up, twisted out of shape. And then I go to the Word of God and He promises me that He won't leave me as an orphan, that He'll leave. The, he's already left that peace. It's not something I gotta go seeking after. It's already here. He already left it. But I gotta grab a hold of it. And I just gotta let it hold on to me. Once I get it, it grabs me. I don't always have to strain and do all this effort to hold it. I just got to relax and let him be Jesus. Can you do that sometimes? It's hard, isn't it? For me, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a doer. I'm a mover. I'm a shaker. I'm, I'm, I'm running. You know, that's, that's it. I, I'm always on the go. Always. Always moving. And then sometimes, man, I just got to stop. Like... There's certain situations in life, man, you just got to let go. Quit trying to do this on your own strength and ability. Because with Jesus, he has a supernatural ability to intervene in our situations where we can't make things happen. You are not going to get your ex-wife back. You know why? Because she ain't the one you're supposed to be with. She ain't following Jesus. Why do you keep fighting and trying to get that back? You don't need that job. You're praying for it, but guess what? When you get up in there, it's going to pull you so far away from Jesus because all it's going to do is consume your time and everything and pull you. He, why you want that? You wonder, now you're mad at him because he won't give it to you? Because you know what it's going to do when you get it? It's going to pull you away from the one true king. pastor did a series on circles. Circles has to be very important in our life because the center circle is Jesus. So why is he going to let that job come in the next circle when it's going to pull him out of the center of everything to put me back wanting to be in control of my life? See, one thing that we learn in recovery is we have to learn to change our people, places, and things. We have to change our circles. Pastor preached this series this year on circles, right? Anybody remember that series? Great. Awesome. Does anybody take notes? Cool. So my notes won't line up with yours. Let me just tell you now. <laughs> uh, not going to work like that. So Pastor preached that series. So as I was reflecting on that series called Circles, sometimes my life is like a square. Okay, a circle evolves constantly, right? So I'm always revolving around Christ. 
Well, I got this stupid little box sometimes, and I run until I hit a corner. Bam! And then I freak out because it didn't work like I should because I'm running so fast. See, it should be a constant steady of evolution evolving around Christ. Instead of these triangles where we run up, bing, hit a point in life, and then fall back down to the bottom. It's got to be a circle where it's constantly evolving around Jesus Christ as the center of our life. Some of us are so scared to change our circles that we keep going to the same crap pile and sticking our head in it, stepping in it. Pastor, hello, and Branson. Um, we keep going back and doing the same thing because we won't change our circles. But they've been my friends since I was six. They ain't never been your friend. All they've done is talk bad about you. All they've done is used you. Do they love Jesus? No. They ain't your friend. Got lots of associates in life. Those go way out here on the far, far, far circle. Just so they can see enough of you to see Jesus. That's it. There's a few people that you're going to put right up in that circle against Jesus. And that's my wife. That's my kids. They go in that very next circle. Pay attention to your circles, okay? Pay attention to your circles. Very important. Another one this year, uh, Pastor Joe did one called Restart. You know what I love about today? Before you can restart the new year, you got to let something die, right? Before I can pick up something new, i got to let go of something old. My hands are already full. I got no room for nothing. So as this year ends, let's learn to restart. But before we restart, we got to let go of some things. You've been carrying baggage this year that has weighed you down so much, you've accomplished none of your God-given purpose because all you're worried about is this baggage. Take a pair of scissors and cut the daggum string and leave it laying back here and restart. Just start over. You don't have to carry that. You know why? Because of the complete forgiveness of the cross. Because when Jesus went to the cross, he didn't say, eh, yeah, mm, this might take care of things. I hope this works. I'm giving up my life. I hope this is everything they're going to need. Mm, Father, is this going to work? He said it is finished. He said it's done. It's over. You're forgiven completely, 100%. So here's the hardest part of that. The hardest part is to look in the mirror and say, I'm forgiven. The hardest part is to say, yes, I had a mother whom I stole from. Yes, I had this. Yes, I did that. Yes, blah, 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 blah. Jason, you're forgiven because of that cross. Jesus forgave you. Now I forgive you. You ever talk to yourself? You talk to yourself all the time. Don't act like you don't. Why not do it in a positive way? You're talking to the one, you're having conversations, the one who's supposed to be crushed. You're talking to the enemy instead of God. Oh my gosh, if I could just get the better job, if I could just lose a little weight, if I had hair, if I had hair, Jesus! Quit conversing with the one who's been crushed. Put him under your heel and stomp him. You got to. Before I could restart... I had to stop. I can't restart if I never stop, right? If I'm always in motion, there's no room for a restart. So today, it's the end of a decade, it's the end of a year. You got to stop some things so you can restart some things. Make sense? So what do you need to stop? We ain't got no backbiters in the house, do we?
Gossips? Hmm. That's not on my list. I just made that up. I wouldn't even talk about you until you carried it. 1 John 1 9. 1 John 1 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He has forgiven us of everything. So we have to forgive ourselves of everything. Got to of everything. It doesn't mean I'm not going to mess up. It doesn't mean I'm not going to do things wrong. But see, here's what happens when I screw up. Because I screw up all the time. Just in case you didn't know. Lord, I don't want to do that. I know that was wrong. Forgive me. Thank you for forgiving me. And move on. Quit getting hung up with what you did or didn't do right. You realize for the rest of your life you're going to make mistakes, right? You know that, right? I'm like, is anybody perfect? Yeah, almost. That was so great. We're not. He is, though. Lean on his righteousness, not mine. So another one this year, I'm not giving them to you in order. Um, I'm just giving them to you as they come. You guys okay with that? Another one this year um, was do not be deceived. Uh, the enemy is the father of all lies, man. He tries to convince us of things that aren't true, always. You ever hear that voice in your ear that says you're just not worthy? I'm going to make a statement, ladies. Okay? He says you've had an abortion and you can't be forgiven. Let me tell you something about Jesus. He loves you the same before as he did after. Men, you encouraged it. Everything is forgivable. Do not be deceived. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, love covers all sins. Faith, hope, and love. Love is the greatest, right? Don't be deceived. You're just as beautiful as you ever were. You're beautiful just the way you are. You know why? Because my God doesn't make junk. My God is perfect. And he created you perfect. He did. Because you're made in the image of him. You're perfect. I'm not saying I don't need to change my eating habits. But I'm saying I'm perfect. Because of Christ. Do not be deceived. You're great. Might have made a mistake or two. But you're great. Jesus is the one that sets us free from the, the lies. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So many people only use that for drugs and alcohol. Man, who the sun sets free is free indeed. Told me I could never succeed because I didn't finish school. Told me I'd never be a good dad because I was, didn't exactly, wasn't raised with the right character, characteristics to be a good dad. See, there's a new bloodline in my house. And it's a perfect bloodline. Doesn't mean I always do it right. Correct, girls? <laughs> but it means I'm sure doing better than I would have without the new bloodline. I'm learning to um, um, correct out of instruction instead of anger. 
Most of us got whooped because somebody was mad, right? Because somebody came home from work and had a bad day and things just weren't right, so we just we got whooped because we didn't do something exactly right. Did you know we don't have to carry that on into our homes? Because just because I was raised the way the enemy tells me that's going to be me. I actually thought that I would always be a drug addict and an alcoholic. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Because grandpa drank, because all my uncles drank, and my aunts and my dad. I thought that was just the way that it was supposed to be, that we just drank. That's a lie. It's a lie. And then Jesus came in and said, no. He said, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you. It's a gift from God. Honor him with this body. He said that I'm not supposed to do certain things. I refuse to believe the lies anymore. Doesn't mean they don't come. So driving down the road, man in the van, and all of a sudden, you, anybody else experienced this, and all of a sudden you just feel this big, stupid, black cloud come over your head that feels like depression because this didn't go right and that didn't go right, and it just crawls in. I'm doing 90. How did it catch me? I'm, ser I'm serious. I don't understand how this caught me at 90 miles on a motorcycle. The wind's blowing, and all of a sudden it goes, Phew. you know why? Because lies move pretty quick. You ever had one told about you? They make it real quick, don't they? So this cloud comes in, and it happens quite often. It tries, and it's a lie from the enemy. So I tell that cloud to get the blank on off me. It has no power, no authority to come into my life and control anything over me because Jesus is Lord of my house. So I have to tell that to be gone. I don't sit there and talk to God about it anymore. I tell it to leave. Depression, leave. In Jesus' name, you have no right to come into my house and try to control me. But I've battled it my entire life, and I still battle it. It's still a fight. You just got to learn to swing a little different sword. You got to learn to swing a little different weapon to, to swing. But it still happens. Anybody else have those moments, those, when you're driving around listening to Caleb and that picture pops in your head, you're like, where'd that come from? Do you know the hardest thing to erase is our memories. They're always going to come back. But you know what that is? A memory is from the past. It's behind me. It is no more. And I'm not that person anymore. So it will not prevail. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Grab the promises of God and run with them. We have to. Don't be deceived. He is who he says he is. And he'll do what he says he'll do. His promises are yes and amen. And they're fulfilled through faith and patience. So sometimes you might have to wait a little while while you believe. I didn't believe he would ever come to Christ. I didn't. I didn't ever think he'd get a good wife, but he did. <laughs> there's nothing like having family in the room, is there? You know what I mean? But there's certain things that, that you see come to pass. But you, gotta, you just got to, sometimes you got to wait. Hold on tight. Don't be deceived. That was a good one. Then I talked about God speaking last year. Um, has anybody ever heard the voice of truth in your life? You ever heard Jesus talking to you? Speak to you? A few people have. You know, it's okay to say, God still talks. You know that, right? He didn't just one day, in the, you know, just not done. He came back, you know, around the New Testament, started talking again, right? Boom, he talks to us. But you know, his loudest voice is still his written word. So if you're not hearing from him, you spending any time with him? Are you just letting us read it to you? I had a guy one time that we loved dearly. He said, you know, he was upset. He said, I'm just not hearing from God. God's just not talking to me. And he reads the Bible all the time. And then God said, yes, I am. 
You're just not paying attention how it's coming at you. Man, he's talked through burning bushes. He's talked through donkeys. He can talk through anything. <clears throat> but this is his loudest voice. No doubt about it. It is. God still speaks. How many in here are born again? Raise your hands for me. Okay. How many in here have heard God speak? Raise your hands for me. Okay. If you're born again, you've heard him speak because he calls you by name. Period. He said, I don't know where my notes are at. <laughs> Psalms 95, 7. For he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, listen to it. John 10, 27 said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. So if you've been born again, and he's the Lord of your life, you should still be hearing him. September the 20-something of 2006 is when I got born again, when I got saved. So if that's the last time I heard his voice, I am in bad trouble. That's the first time I heard his voice. But when's the last time I heard it? I heard it this morning. When I got up this morning at 5 o'clock and I go to the couch and I grab my notes and I grab my Bible and I grab those great headphones that my daughters bought me for Christmas so I can't hear anything else in the room, like teenage kids. You trying to get ready for a message? Man, teenagers are great to distract you. I put them on and I hear the voice of truth. I hear God. You ever hear God? People think, you hear God? God don't talk. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. We're believing the truth, right? Not what we're told other than what this is says. So the first time is very important, but when's the last time? Yes, I'm not saying you aren't born again. I'm saying, but have you drifted away to where now the whole world sits like this and yells stuff in your ear and always hearing all this stuff you distracting you from God? Or do you still hear that little voice? See, his voice is quiet. It's a still, small voice. His knock is very subtle. So the world sometimes drowns it out. You know, and for me, it seems to be work. I'm always thinking about work. I'm always thinking about work. I'm always thinking about work. And I got to work, absolutely. But it can't be in my center circle. Jesus is. And work's got to be pretty close because God uses us as a provider. So it's got to be in one of the inner circles by all means. By all means. But it can't be the sinner. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Man, hasn't it been a great year? It has been. A phenomenal year. There's just a few of the highlights. Got one more highlight I want to give you. Some of the highlights that we've been taught this year to equip us to battle life. Because you realize you're in a fight, right? You know that, right? Fighting for you. Let me tell you something, though. The victory's already there. So I want to give you one more. Joe talked about encounters with Jesus. So this year at BCC, we have 113 people that are proclaiming an encounter with Christ. Wow. So once we have that encounter with Christ, you know that everything changes, right? So all these things that I've tried to do on my own and provide and do all this, you know what? God can supernaturally begin to intercede in every situation of my life if I let him. God is not a God who works in just our physical sight, sound, smell, hearing, and all of that. He works beyond that realm. He works in supernatural ways where we don't necessarily see what he's doing, and then all of a sudden we see the fruit from what he's done. 
Right now, Joe did a series called Seasons. So you know in every season, God is at work. Right now, it's nasty, it's rainy, the ground is saturated, right? And it sucks. But that water produces life in the spring. It brings to life those things that have been dormant. So right now in your life, maybe you're being saturated by the Word of God and just soaking it up. You know why? So you can bring life. So that you can speak into other people's lives because they're in that season of dry bones. They're in a valley, but you need to help them get to the mountaintop. you got to help them get up. Hebrews says that he'll never leave us or forsake us. So no matter what season you're in in life right now, let me make a promise to you. God is still with you. You feel abandoned. You feel forsaken. He's there holding on to you. He loves you. He does. So there is the year in review. So I don't want to hear, oh my goodness, I can't believe that happened. Because first of all, Jesus was tempted. Why do you think you won't be? Temptation comes in many shapes, fashions, and forms. And the next thing about it is, you know how to fight that battle. I know you know how to fight that battle because I've sat back here and listened to the same messages you have. I just told you a brief rundown of the year. That's just little nibbits. The Holy Spirit has spoke so much into you that I want you to do something, okay? You know things are going to come against you, right? This is a yes. Yeah. I'll do a Brian talk. He's like, give me some. I'm like, that's just weird, dude. Give me some, right, Dylan? So things are going to come against you. You're equipped to handle what comes against you. You have been equipped to do the work of the saints. You're saints. So I want you to pray. Lord, bring to my remembrance everything you've said to me. Everything you've said to me. Because sometimes when that thing comes against you and that kid is just raising cane. Can we get our prayer team to come up for a minute, please? He'll draw out of you what you need. But you know, I talked about that restart series that Joe did. Before we can restart anything, we have to stop something. You can't restart what hasn't been stopped. So today, this prayer team's up here for a reason, and that reason is you. So today there's some things in your life that you've been carrying this last year, this last decade. You've been carrying them long enough. Today's the day to walk out the doors free. But you've got to make a choice to be willing to walk up here in front of somebody and to say, brother, here's what's going on in my life, man. I need you to pray for me. Because I want to lay it at the cross today. I want to pick up that grace, that faith. I love you. Just pray for me. You might walk up to her and say, I don't even know what's wrong. But something just ain't right. Will you pray for me? You might walk up to her and say, I've never made Jesus Lord of my life. Will you pray for me today so that Jesus can be Lord of my life? Because I want that joy. I want that peace. I want that that I see in these people around me. But you have to take the action and get out of your chair and walk up front and ask for that. So today's your chance for a restart. But you got to stop something before you can start something. So today, no matter what burden is on your heart, man, these folks are here to pray with you. I'll guarantee whatever you tell him never leaves between him and that cross. 
He doesn't go tell him or her. He only takes it to Jesus on your behalf. So today as they sing this last song, I don't care if you've done this a hundred times, man. Do it a hundred more. That's okay. Jesus is always available. And Jesus will always use people. Always use people. So no matter what burden you're carrying today, whether you're five or 75, bring it to the cross. The altar's open. If you just want to kneel right here and pray, you kneel right there and pray.